And welcome to the Nerdgrounds podcast. As always, I'm your man Jake, and here with me tonight is my man Blake. What up, Blake? Fala Mogulis. Fala Mogulis. All men and women must die. But not tonight. <laughs> not tonight. No, no, yeah, no. We did we didn't no. need our death pool at all. We almost did, but we didn't. Ah, uh, nope, nope. We'll get into Tarman that a little bit. Got the axe. Ah, uh, we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. I want to first. I want to just touch on the the episode first and kind of go over it before we go into our. You know, obviously, there's really nothing. I mean, screw it. We're just okay. The death list is something we're going to be doing at the end of every episode. And today, let's just get out, get on, on and say with it. There's nobody on our death list that was really noteworthy of dying. Nobody really died. We didn't have Lord Umber on our list, so... <laughs> no, we didn't. I'll, we'll get to that later, though. That's something I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, first impressions, man. What did you think? I, I mean, um, I know, I, like, I had a feeling it was going to be a lot of buildup. I didn't feel like... I'm, I wasn't expecting much to happen in this premiere. But I'm fine with it. I'm excited for the next episode. That's... I don't really have much to say. Oh, my God. I know. I know the next episode looks insane. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of was thinking that maybe somebody would die in this episode just, you know, to kind of get us to feel like, oh, no, oh, shit, this is the end. Like, this is it, you know? Yeah, we we saw a couple people die. We saw some um, some Greyjoy troops die and then Lord Emperor, of course, but that was pretty much it. Yeah, but I mean, no, no uh, I was expecting somebody noteworthy to die, you, you know? I don't know. Uh, I guess you could say Lord Umber. Once I started, like, I, I don't know. I wasn't seeing like any like situation where it was going to happen. But yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, no. I was excited. I was just saying Lord Umber. I guess is a noteworthy death. Uh, you know, being a lord of a mighty house. But you know, I thought. Uh, yeah. Go I ahead. thought when they were going into, you know, uh, we'll get to that later. Let's start off at the beginning. Let's start at the top. Um, you the know, new so intro. That new intro, thank you. That that new animation. Did you have a chance and go back and watch that again? I was like really like I had my eyes glued to the screen the whole entire time, so I remember it for the most part. Okay, so yeah, that's something I wanted to talk about. They really, first. I mean, it's they technically shown three places, but mostly just two. Right, it was mostly just Winterfell and King's Landing, correct? Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, obviously, the first thing you see is the wall, the giant gaping hole in the wall. And then yes. you obviously picked up that was the ice creeping south as the little panels would flip. And from a white, everything was obviously white. Winter is here. But yeah. obviously, you've seen the, the freezing, the I don't know what you want to call like an it. Infection, an infection. Exactly. And you notice how it stopped right at Winterfell. I mean, yeah, that it's was getting close. I, do you think it's going to be changing throughout the show? Thank you for bringing that up because I was just about to say I think that's going to be an inclination of how exactly the episode will end because if you think about it, compare that to the preview for the next episode, that pretty much is exactly where they're at, right at the gates of Winterfell. Yeah. But, so then, I do think I do think <laughs> the intro will – the animations will change each episode because it was very barren. I mean it showed dragons and – Really, nothing else. I mean, it just, it didn't show a whole lot compared to the other intros with the 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 spinning rings with all the animations along the side. Normally, you'd see a dragon, a wolf, uh, a lion. Uh, it, all yeah, the, um, 
it's kind of off topic, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. It's just I kind of wish that they didn't show that one trailer for like it's at the aftermath of, of the Battle of Winter, uh, Battle of Winterfell. So maybe we won't see Winterfell in the intro for much longer. You're right. That's I mean, that's a good point. But I feel like that that trailer was more of a, a teaser as to what could happen. Could everything go wrong? So I wouldn't take too I wouldn't look into that too much. Okay. But uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. Let's get into the actual episode now because you know, obviously the intro is something you're gonna want to pay attention to each and every episode of this last season because that's gonna it gives a lot of details. It's something people look over highly and that's something you you know the keen eyed viewers are really gonna pay attention to. So Of course. Uh but anyways, let's get started. What are the first you know, obviously the scenes you see um the troops marching back into Winterfell and it, one of the, that was, you know, I was really, uh, it was just reminding of the first episode of season one. How so? Like when, uh, King Robert's marching towards Winterfell. Okay. And everyone's just paying attention in awe, uh, you know, yeah. in the awe of this amazing army. That's, that's a good point. I didn't think about that actually, but, uh, you know, something that I really was uh, paying attention to, you know, obviously, it was the first time Arya got to see a lot of these characters and just, you know, from her watching the troops march in and then she first, she sees John and you see that kind of that gleeful look in her eyes, you know, that's the first time they ever really got to see each other. You know, yeah, they knew they were both still alive, but I mean, exactly you, how she was in the first episode of the whole entire series. Like she was excited to right. see the Lannisters, I mean, Robert and the Lannisters watching, I mean, marching towards Winterfell. Yeah, exactly. And her and John's relationship has always kind of been like, uh, I don't want to say the black sheeps of the family, but the ones who always haven't fit the standard, you know, with this, the proper yeah. prep Stark family. You know, those are the kind of two I mean, that have always been. Yeah. Right. So uh, that was kind of cool. But then right after John, you know, she pays attention and she sees the hound. You know, that was something that I didn't expect. I, I didn't even think about, you know, her and the hounds rekindling reconnection. You know, that was. Obviously, you, you saw that disdain, that hatred in her eyes. She was kind of just like, what the fuck is he doing here? Now, I, I wouldn't say it was disdain. I think it was like more like shock. It's like, how the fuck is he still alive? I, th- I think that's all she was thinking. She, obviously, I don't think she's scared of the Hound, and I don't think she holds contempt for him. And I don't think the Hound – well, obviously, the Hound doesn't have anything against against Arya. We saw that later on in the episode. Well, no. It, honestly, it seemed to me like he did. He he's all kind of, but you fucking left me to die, you bitch. What the? But fuck? then he gave her a compliment. He gave her a compliment. Well, yeah, because she fired right back at him. Like I robbed you too. Like what the fuck? Like you know, don't forget about I robbed you. And he was like, okay, I see you're a tough bitch now. Like I get it. Why you're still alive? A like if anything, a cold-hearted bitch. You know, if anything, it was more of like a props. But I I don't think he likes her. I think he's you know kind of still sour about all that and i would be too i mean like you said he she left him to die no, but he'll get that yeah you know, yeah he will he's a tough hound is my favorite character he's already over it, in my opinion yeah i mean i'm sure he's not someone to you know he's not one for feelings uh <laughs> you know that's just me but uh that was pretty cool and then obviously yeah, she got kind of dulls your senses yeah 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 <laughs> He had a shitty upbringing, but anyways, but then she, also right after that, she got to see Gen- Gendry again. You know, that was kind of cool. That was an old friend of hers. You know, she, uh, from her days in King's Landing. 
Yeah. And uh, with the, or excuse me, the Brotherhood Without Banners, her days with the Brotherhood Without Banners, that was when you know they were. Uh, so that was kind of cool. She got a lot of uh, fresh faces. She got to see again. I mean, it'd be perfect if they could join their houses, Genji right? House Baratheon and Arya of House Stark. That'd be cool. That would be. That's wishful thinking. Uh, uh, but I'm not too optimistic. <laughs> I know that's wishful thinking. Like I said, you know, that's the same. That's the same as thinking, oh, that'd be so cool if John and Danny got married at the end. You know, king and queen. Anybody got time for that? And yeah, yeah. Come on, if you're if you're thinking that and you're watching Game of Thrones, you obviously haven't been paying attention to the rest of the series. Uh, <laughs> well, I, 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 yeah, I, I just thought of something I want to talk about, but we got to go in order of everything. Hey. Yeah, so then the last thing I want to talk about with Arya in this opening scene was when she saw those dragons. I mean, that was a glit. We got that in the trailer when the first time she saw the dragons, but that was no misleading. That was uh, the actual scene, and yep. she was in awe. Everyone else is running and panicking and throughout Winterfell, and everyone else is lined up and just scrambling. The horses are going crazy, but nope, not Arya. She is in awe of these beautiful dragons. But oh Sansa looked pissed. Yeah, she didn't seem like she was a fan. She you know, she didn't she seem was, she scared. Wasn't scared, but she didn't no. like it at all. No, that she was, was like, the next. Oh, that was the next thing I wanted to get into. You know, her and Danny, they were not friends at all. And uh, you know, she obviously did the right thing by uh, giving her Winterfell to uh, avoid any sort of further conflict. But I mean, it was clear at the um, the council meeting, I guess if you want to call it that. that but everyone was involved. Uh, you know, when she brought up the the food and the rations and she did not expect to feed a Dothraki horde and two full grown dragons. And, you know, what even do dragons eat? You know, and Danny's quick remark of uh, whatever they want. I really enjoyed that. That was guys beautiful. not. No, I did not no. enjoy that. I was fucking scared. I was like, All right, everybody calm down, calm down. Take it but, easy, I mean, right? that was just. <laughs> I was just two strong-willed females going head-to-head, and I really, you know, it was a battle of wits and, you know, quick remarks, and I really enjoyed that. That was, that was, I really, I liked that scene. That was, you know, yeah. seeing those two in their first, their first meeting together and, you know, seeing them go head-to-head like that, it's really got me uh, interested in where their relationship's going to go in the future. I guess we shouldn't be surprised that they didn't really get along. No, I wasn't at all. You know, I was actually surprised that the trailer made it seem like they got along more, but, you know, it obviously makes a lot of sense that they did not. Yeah, I feel so bad for John that despite everything, people still aren't listening to him. His sister's not listening to him. Right. When he had to break it down for the Northmen, like, you know, I I, I loved being elected king, but... I couldn't keep that title if you wanted to be, you know, safe, if you wanted this massive army and these dragons. Like, you know, I did what was right for my people. And, but you know, they don't I like kinda, him for it. Well, I kind of feel like Sansa had a good point later on. You know, did you bend the knee because you wanted to save the North? Or the, did, you, did you bend the knee because you loved her? And, uh, a little bit of both. Yeah, I felt like it was more of the latter, to be honest with you. What? Really? Well, not, more, not more of the latter, but I feel like the latter was definitely a big factor i mean i feel like he would not be bending the knee to just any random you know he wouldn't be doing it to cersei if she flattered him you know? no i but i think he finally fell in love with her after she saved him and the rest of his group no 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 really before I, that Oh yeah, I mean, if you go back and watch season seven, which I recently did, and I'm I sure did, you did too. Yeah, I did too. I did too. But there's that scene on the, there's the there's the scene on the cliff when he's talking to Tyrion and they're looking down at Danny with the dragons and shit. And he was talking about how 
you know, he's infatuated with her. Something along those lines. You know, I they're talking. There was str- they're both strong- unsure about how they felt about each other. That's what I'm getting at. But now you could say unsure, but, when, but there was strong But she said, I, but I think that when she saved him, that's when it finally sealed the deal. Um, it, that uh, was when they, it, that, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> on the way back to the ship is when you know, obviously things got physical, but. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like they both had feelings for each other before that, and that was just, you know, obviously that sealed the deal. Yeah, um, the Northerners are stubborn folks, so, yep. Hopefully not too stubborn. Yeah, I'm really hoping that things can work out between them, because obviously if they don't, nothing's going to work out for the living. No, but the thing that scares me the most is that the showrunners, like, they promised an episode more shocking than The Red Wedding, and I don't think that they're referring to a battle, to the battle, or one of the battles. I, I I'm, gonna, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure how much hatred the North has for Jon Snow, or how much anger they have for Jon Snow. I don't really think that, that that's going to be a factor. Um, to be honest with you, I feel like once he broke it down for him, they kind of understood where his positioning was. But I feel like they were still kind of you know disgruntled Northerners. But what can they mean? I don't, think gonna... I don't think I don't think they're describing a battle at all. We know that the battle is going to be bad. That we know it's going to be a bloodbath. But what could be more shocking than a battle? I think the entire North might get wiped out by the 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 fucking army of the dead, man. I, I don't, think I don't ent- think that would be more shocking than a battle. But I you... do I do want to recall back to the trailer before the season started is that. John and Danny are talking in front of a fire, and I think that fire is at Dragonstone. Correct. That was a uh, pointed out. I, I read a I read into a little bit of the trailers, and that was pointed out by someone. I forget which the source was, but someone pointed out that the uh, the uh, way the brickwork and the stones were shaped, and the, and the fireplace was not uh, the Fort of Winterfell, but actually the back of the fireplace in Dragonstone. So I agree with you there. That will. Uh, we're going to lose Winterfell, and I think that's going to be a big thing the next episode is the Winterfell's gone. Uh, that's my next prediction. Yeah, we're just f- trying to figure out who's going down with it. It could it just oh. be John and – hopefully it's not just John and Danny escaping on the dragons. That would be terrible. No, no, I don't think uh, – I think we'll get a little bit more survivors. I think a little bit more main characters, but I definitely think we're going to lose some major names next episode but i mean let's continue on with the progress we'll get to the next episode at the end um you know one of the things i really enjoyed was obviously one of my all-time favorite episodes was the lion and the rose and the callback to the purple wedding when uh you know Tyrion finally got to meet <laughs> up again with sansa and uh you know they kind of remarked about how the last time they got to see each other was joffrey's wedding and there so like were, something uh, like it so the dreadful affair, and then Sansa's like it had its moments. Exactly. <laughs> I, you know me. You know how much I enjoyed that episode. So I, <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. That really did. I enjoyed that, and uh, just their whole meeting again was kind of like, oh man, you know, they, these guys technically they're married still, right? I mean, yeah, I don't think anybody's recognizing it anymore. No, but I mean, you know, in today's world, they would still be married. But yeah, no, I agree. But Nobody you know how it is back the times they had to they had to fuck for the marriage to be actually legitimate. They had to consummate the marriage. They had to consummate the marriage, Blake. Pardon my French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, and uh, 
you know, at, right after that scene, that was obviously a very great, powerful scene. But I, I, w- I think you're going to agree with me there that, that it took a slightly saddening turn compared to what me and you were expecting for this last season because it then turns to Euron returning to King's Landing with the Iron Fleet, kind of filling in Cersei with the, uh, you know, was it 20,000 oh, soldiers? I got so fucking mad. You already know I, that. I know, now. Blake, you know. I know that's exactly what I'm referring to is the news that with the 20,000 soldiers of the Golden Company and whatever number of horses there are, there are no elephants. Blake, will you uh, take a a drink with me in the sadness and honor of the elephants that could have been? Yep, I got my horse. I raised my glass to thee. Damn it. I was so disappointed. I know. I know. I know. I was really looking forward to that. And as soon as they said it, I said, ah. And then Cersei was saying, so upset because Cersei was saying, I wanted those elephants. I was like, me fucking too. You know what? I wanted those elephants. I'm right there with you, Cersei. It only took eight seasons, but we fucking agreed on something. We wanted the elephants with Cersei. So, you know. God. Oh well. Oh well. When you know, <laughs> but you know that was something that was kind of the, a definitive scene. I really enjoyed that scene between the conversations me and you have had about you know the Golden Company, whether they're coming with elephants, whether you know that was. So I'm I, so excited. I, that was a nice action. So exactly, they're you know they're a mercenary army. That's going to be awesome to see. Uh, the best one. Of course, of course, and then. Uh, you know, right after that whole scene with Euron and Cersei, we go over to see what I was really not expecting. I did not expect this next scene to happen, but that was when Theon saves his sister Yara. Not only did he save her, like I was, I wasn't sure if he was going to save her, but it happened in the first episode, right? You know, like at first I, I did not know what was going down when all of a sudden arrows started flying through people. I'm like, what the. You know, I called it. I was like, it has to be Theon. It has to be Theon. Uh, uh, my initial thought was, what the hell? You know, do the dead use arrows? Is Braun like <laughs> right before that was when, you know, excuse me, right before that was when Braun was given that tempted offer of you know killing Jamie and Tyrion for right, the queen. You Theon, know, like I yeah. Before we get to that, we ha- no. Before we get to Theon, we have to talk about Braun on that offer. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so what do you think of that? What do you take of that? Like, do you really think so, Ron will go through that? He's a, he's proclaimed so many times that all he's cared about was the gold, but we're just not sure. I don't know how strong his friendship was with Tyrion and Jamie. We obviously know it was strong with both of them, but Cersei did give him a lot of money. More than Jamie and Tyrion have ever have. But when when it comes to Bronn and the two people he's shown any sort of soft spot weakness for, it's those two. And you really think he's going to go through with killing both of them? Dude, I don't know. He never got his castle. I can see Bronn joining them in the end. I can see them joining them. He said, and he's going to tell Jamie, he said, I want my fucking castle. (laughs) But, uh, man, that was... You know, and as soon as she, as soon as I seen the crossbow, I said, "Oh fuck!" 
he's going to want him to kill Tyrion. But then I said, oh, nope, Jamie too. I was not expecting that. I was not expecting her to want Jamie dead already. As soon as, like, Huron was in Cersei's bedroom, I, I thought that she really is over Jamie now. Yeah, man, I didn't know what to think of that. That was, uh. It's not like she's been loyal. I know, I get that, but. No, by any means. But still, I think she really is over Jamie. Matt, well, over, obviously, she, obviously, she, Matt, she just wanted over. him she dead. Hates she hates him, so yeah, she I can't is... say over. She hates him, so yeah. She's, she, she is definitely not that into you, bro. I mean, <laughs> shoot. Right. Yeah, it's up in there. It's <laughs> up in there whether Bronn takes that or not. I don't think it's a sure thing either way. I don't think you will. Oop, damn. Did you hear that? Did you just fart? No, I smacked my fucking my glass against my headphones. <laughs> I heard something. It sounded like a fart. Anyway, so, so yeah, um, Theon got his balls back. Theon grew some fucking balls, finally. And it was funny that they were just Euron and Yara were just talking about that right before that scene. You know, we're in the last of the, our family who has balls. Well, Theon came through with a fucking pair, bro. He came through with a pair of gonads, and he showed up. You know. That was and really impressive. And then he impressive. proved it even further in saying, I want to go to Winterfell. I don't want to be in, like, the Iron Islands with you. I want to go to Winterfell and fight. Yep. You know, that kind of – I feel like that was one thing I do would like – you know, I would like to make one update to my kill list uh, if I could and make one hey, amendment. Because I don't think Yara is going to die now. I don't think we're going to see them at all anymore. I think we're only going to see the I think the rest of the Greyjoys are gone. I don't think we're going to see them. I don't. So they're going back I, to hide on the Iron Islands. I, They've I got my you know, water in had, between them. I had Yara dead and I had Theon alive. I, I don't know if I should switch it or not. You know, I I don't know what I don't know. Well, let me see what I put for Theon. I really don't remember. I I had him alive. Uh, no, I have him dead, and I have him coming back as a White Walker. Uh, I'm not going to change that, but uh, Yara, Yara, Yara. Uh, I'm going to change her to being alive because I don't think she's coming back dead. I don't think she's going to die. I don't think she's coming back at all, and she's definitely not coming back as a White Walker. No, I'm leaving it as it is. I'm going with my gut feeling. I'm leaving it as it is right now. Yara's dead and Theon's alive. All right, man. I, um, I'm not sure if Yara, Yara said she's going to stay in the islands, but I don't. I don't know if she's actually going to do it. She might get a calling to join the join the fray. Maybe we'll see another uh, situation similar to the Knights of the Bill right into the action. Yeah, you know what? I, in all fairness, I'm not going to make any amendments, but that was just my thought. I'm not going to make any amendments. I, I, to- I totally understand, dude. I totally understand. Well, no, no, no. I actually just dropped my pen under the desk, and I'm not going <laughs> to go look for it. So I'm not going to make any amendments right now. Um <laughs> But, I mean, that was, you know, for, yeah, like you said, him going back not only to you know rescue Yara, but to enter the fray and go back to fight for Winterfell and defend his family that not only raised him, but kind of saved him and gave him a better life than he would have ever gotten on the Iron Islands was something I really think was a redeeming factor for Theon after everything he's gone through, all the cowardice and the the shitty things he did throughout the series. This was a real redeeming factor for Theon. And really, you know, I don't want to... In the past, I, I was still I was still willing to call him Reek. After but today, I, he's Reek, earned it. After today, after today's episode, Reek is no more. There is no more Reek. Theon is back. 
And we didn't have Reek written down on our death list, so we were wrong about that. Reek is dead. Theon Cheers, is alive. motherfucker. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm trying to, like, Theon is definitely heading towards Winterfell. We know that. I don't think he's going to make it on time to the battle. I think what might happen, since we're both predicting that Winterfell is going to fall, he's going to arrive just in time to save Sansa again, maybe? Ooh. I don't. I don't know. No, that's a solid prediction, man. I I didn't think about that. Because I, I literally just thought of that. Really, I was thinking about it. He's I do, I definitely don't think he's gonna head to Winterfell just to die, and I don't think he's gonna get there in time for the battle. I think he'll get there at the right time. He'll save someone's skin, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, and it just I think it'd just be poetic for him to save Sansa again, or I don't know. He's gonna save somebody. It'd either be uh, maybe he saves like Jon Snow is about to get the axe and Theon like takes out an enemy or Sansa's about to like have a building come down on top of her and he grabs her or something like that. I don't know. Anything could be happen. Anything could happen next episode. I mean, they have built up so many different. Oh, we'll get into that later. We'll yeah, that we have later. to go. We have to take a step by step. It's come on, let's let's get let's keep. I know, I know. Oh my God, there's step so much in this episode. Step. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you done? Are you done? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so next thing, I, I wanted to bring up something that I thought was really interesting. It was it was just a very small line. Uh, you know, obviously there's um, it goes to um, to back to Winterfell after that, and we see Danny was informed that the dragons between the two of them had eaten 18 goats and 11 sheep. And that was barely eating for them. Like, that's yeah, 18 dude. goats and 11 sheep. Drogon's the almost, the, almost the biggest dragon to ever exist, but not yet. But that's a, that's, that's a lot of food. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, and that was them barely eating. Like, both, I, that's I, both of them. So when you come to think about it, how big both of them are, yeah, that's not that's, much at all. That's nine goats and five and a half sheep between the two of them. And knowing Rhaegal, Drogon probably, like, well, no, and Drogon, Drogon probably had a little more than Rhaegal. It was probably ten and six, but <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, let's be real. Like Sansa brought up a good point. Like, holy shit, you know, we didn't plan on you know food for this entire army and this, you know, the dragons. You know, think about that. Nobody, like, nobody thought about that going like heading towards the season. Nobody thought about that. But think about how much that puts him in a bad spot. I mean, when you're thinking about you need food to feed your soldiers and your dragons are eating 18 goats and 11 sheep a day and that's barely eating. Think about how much food the goats and the sheep could feed the soldiers. It's I like mean, it's gonna, almost like you want the battle to happen sooner rather than later. That's going to deplete your rations fast. And I, I don't know. I, this is and just my my, ner my nerdy brain spinning yeah. in all the different ways. Fortunately, like, unfortunately, the Night King's not going to lay a siege on. Well, he's going to have a siege on Winterfell, but not a typical siege where he waits Winterfell out. He's going for it. Yeah, they don't have to wait that out. That's very true. That's very true. But anyway, yeah. let's let's move on. John on the goddamn dragon, Blake. I, I called it. I called it. That was beautiful. They edited it out. <laughs> they, you were, you were right. Let's, you know, if we had a little animation for Blake was right right now, that would be where we're playing it. 
uh, but we don't. So, but yeah, Blake was right, dude. That was, you know, you were right. You were 100% right. That was this, you know, right in the trailer. They edited out John and Danny on the back of the dragons. And, dude, that was just so beautiful. Watching them soar through the canyons of the ice, the ice canyon. That was. And um, I felt like the entire ride, uh, Rhaegal was testing John out to see if he was truly worthy. And I guess he held up to his standards and he's earned his respect. Oh my god! And you were and you called it too. Obviously, John's going to be writing Rhaegal, um, the one named after his father. And it makes sense that Viserion is the one that you know tra- turned against him because Viserys was a cunt. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Uh, but dude, that was man, that was a really amazing. It was fun. Like, it was that fun. was just that was fun to watch, right? It was just to see fun. the dragon soar through together and that just glide through the air. And they find a little cove to hang out in, and then they start making for out, making out in front of the kids. Mm, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was another thing is the the, the, the stare down between John and Drogon. <laughs> Clearly showing Drogon's jealousy, like. Don't touch my mom, bitch. Like <laughs> that reminds me of like uh, you know a, a single mom going out on a date and her her son sitting there like testing her boyfriend like don't talk to my mom, don't touch my mom, like get out of here, like you know that totally was what reminded me her of like son that's much bigger than you and can fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, that's a little different, you know. A lot of those little kids ain't dragons that could eat you alive and burn you to a crisp, which is. <laughs> That's different, you know, but I mean, that was the kind of tones I got, and I really love that scene. Like, the stare down. It was a lot of fun. John, John looks over Danny's shoulder and just sees Jogan just freaking glaring at him. I looked like he was smiling. I looked like he was smiling, oh. to be honest. Oh, come I, I, on. I looked like Jogan was smiling. Oh, come on. Dragons don't smile. Dragons are very intelligent creatures. Whatever, Blake. Whatever, dude. <laughs> I'm just joking. But yeah, no, that was. uh. That was cool. I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah. The other thing I really enjoyed was the actual meeting of the Arya and the Hound. And uh, yeah, we talked the, about that. And that's just winter, like they're the bitter arm. towards each other, but they're also not bitter towards each other. You know, I would go to say that obviously Arya feels like she has you know the haha fuck you type attitude towards it, and the Hound is like. Bitch, you left me to die. Fuck you. You know, like, I don't know. I think I the hound is just like, I'm I'm too old for this shit. I'm going to move on and find something else to do. Another thing I was really excited about was um, the Gendry working the forge. Getting all the uh, dragon glass ready. Yeah, that was a pretty cool axe that, you know, he made the hound his own custom axe. That was, you know... I'm curious to see it. You know, obviously, when I think of dragon glass, I think of the uh, the rock obsidian, and I'm thinking like, how the fuck can they, you know, you know, weld that or you know, forge that? You know, so. I was just like hoping we'd see maybe later on in the season. I don't think it's gonna happen. Maybe some dragon glass armor. I think that'd be pretty cool, dude. That would be pretty cool, but I don't think it's gonna happen, dude. That would be sick, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Like metal as fuck. <laughs> yeah, would man straight up out of something from DC's event, the metal, you know that would be cool. Yeah, well, uh, but I don't think it's gonna happen. No, no, we're not here to talk about DC. We're here to talk about Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I'm excited to see what kind of weapons Gendry's gonna be able to forge up. You know that was sick. And now we uh, think of Arya's special order. It's really interesting. I don't really know where she's going with that. 
What was it? I mean, that was something I I, I, I just saw the diagram. I really would need to rewatch it. It, it was a, some sort of diagram, but I don't know what she needs. She has a sword and a dagger. So yeah, that that weapon was really weird, man. It looked like it's almost like a, some sort of projectile weapon with a dragon glass tip. I think it's some it was... sort of spring loaded hidden weapon. I like agree. Something, I... Like, something like attached to their wrists or something like that. It looked like it had a. It was a very small glimpse what we got, and it was. Uh, it looked like it had a dragon glass tip with a, almost a trigger at the opposite end, almost like it could be a sword or a spear. With a projectile and I think it's gonna be some sort of like dart because that is her style, like a dart. Oh, it's gonna be a an assassination weapon, uh, definitely. And uh, I don't know, man. I'm excited to see what that's gonna be because that was <laughs> that was that a pretty definitely worth paying attention to. Like they wouldn't. That's that seems not useless. That's gonna come up. From my experience in watching Game of Thrones, whenever they show a brief shot of some sort of writing, you know, a letter, a script, it is always noteworthy to pay attention and to really focus and see what is on that. Because there is some sort of lettering that my, you know, taking a screenshot off Hulu is not going to let me uh, focus in and zoom in and see what that is. Uh, But there is some sort of word to the side of it. It looked like it mm. could be Arrowhead. Is my prediction? I don't, look- I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just going to be some sort of dart, because that's her style. Yeah, I definitely. I, it could be something. Uh, sure, like maybe it Mahu. Ooh, 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 ooh. Because when she trained with the Faceless Men, she trained a lot with the bow staff. Correct. Yeah, a little bit. That could be it. What if it was a bow staff with a dragon glass tip? That also. Secondary usage was a projectile weapon. Hmm. Interesting. She did come to Gendry for a reason. She knows he's a talented blacksmith, so she needs. It is definitely a creative weapon, probably one that we haven't seen before. Yeah, I'm. Uh, we brought up a lot of good possibilities right now. Uh, mm. We can't dwell on this too long. We still no, have the we rest can't. Of the we can't. We have a lot more to go. You know, we're barely halfway through. Uh, we're gonna move on to John and Sansa's meeting when they were sitting there talking in private. What did you take from that? I'm scared, dude. Like, it just goes back to the showrunners promising us, promising us a more shocking episode than the Red Wedding. I'm I'm scared of betrayal in this season, and this betrayal is that chance of betrayal is is very scary. You really think the North and Sansa are going to turn on Jon? Uh, things aren't looking too good right now. Pe- like people are on edge, as expected, but still, like people are angry. You don't think they're going to realize the severity of the situation? But I, I don't know. The obviously, it can't be too much happening because the next episode is going to be the Battle of Winterfell. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's it's very difficult to gauge, but things are not going well between John and Sansa. I mean, that's for sure. He definitely is not a fan of Danny, and uh, she's one of the biggest people against John and Danny being together. I think that she was kind of the ones who sprung the North turning against John. Uh, especially once John left and she kind of took charge, they're obviously going to follow her lead. And she is the one. 
I'm sorry. You go ahead. No, no, no. No, no, no. I was going to say she was obviously shown right away that she was not happy with the so, being there. We've seen this before with John and Arya. I mean, no, with Sansa and Arya. I don't think they'd go in the same direction as they had before. Like, it was very misleading what they did with Sansa and Arya. You have to admit that. Of course. That blew me away. I love that. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to lull us into something different. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. I think this episode was very misleading in many points. I it's I confuse myself just thinking about it. <laughs> this is why it's a great show. It's, it's why it's a great show. That's all I have to say. I know the greatest minds can't get together and figure out what the fuck is going on because there is no way unless you have some leaked script, you know. There is no way you're going to know case, what's going on. In that case, I don't want to fucking hear about it. Yeah, in that case, I don't want to even hear from you because you're a cheater and I don't like you. Yeah, those few years back when those uh, the first four episodes got leaked, I forgot which season that was for, but I did season six. Good, season, season six. Season six. Yeah, I did a good job. I did not get anything spoiled for me. It might have been season five. Season five or season six? I don't remember. Anyways, but. I digress. We got to move on with this episode. Yeah, we got to keep going into what I thought was one of the most toughest scenes to watch in that episode, which was Samuel and Daenerys. I know, man. That was like... that. You know how good of a guy he is when he still got upset that his dad was killed. Right? His dad treated him like shit. And he still got upset. It's like, man, Sam is just too good for this world. I was like, man. I felt, I felt bad. That was the first time I'd felt bad that the Tarleys got torched. Because before, I loved that scene. <laughs> um, the brother didn't really, like, Dickon didn't really deserve that. That's what he chose, man. I know. Like, sh- like Daenerys said, stupid. she gave him the chance. You should have listened to Tyrion. It's like, come on, dude. Well, Don't even let- his dad was like, no, what are you doing? Yeah, Dickon is one of the dumbest characters this Game of Thrones has ever had. <laughs> I like who was it that laughed about that name? Uh, who laughed at his Jamie? I think yeah, it was Jamie. Jamie. Yes, it might have Jamie. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it was. I, I hated seeing Sam that upset. Yeah, that was rough because then he went and snitched to John. Well, he had to do that sooner or later, right? Because that fucking scene was. That was the first time they were ever at odds against was... each other. Because, like, all right, you can say that they're kind of at odds against each other when John ran away and Sam brought him back, but no, this is the first time, like, Sam was ever kind of felt kind of betrayed by John. And I don't then... know, but Sam still carried out his duty and did what needed to be done, according to Bran. I mean, that was what I'm trying to get at is the scene between John and Sam when Sam broke down John's heritage for him. Like, explain to him who the fuck he really is? Egg on the sixth? Like, yeah, I kind of wanted Bran to be there, but it was also still really cool to see Sam and John. It's just really cool to see Sam doing it with John alone. I mean, oh god, that sounds wrong. <laughs> it was still pretty cool crypts. to see. <laughs> it's still pretty cool to see Sam conversating with John alone because if anybody's brothers for sure on the show, it's Sam and John. You know, they're the Frodo and Sam of the Game of Thrones series. No pun intended. I know, but John uh, is better than Frodo. By far. He's much more badass. But yeah, like... Uh, I don't know, man. That was... Well, so, alright. 
should we huh. go on to think about what he's going to do with that information, or should we still got to talk about this episode? Yeah, no, like, go ahead. Like, I, what do you, do you think he's going to, like, spill the beans to Danny? Do you think if he is, when is he going to do it? And if so, he does, I think, how is Danny going to react? So, I think what I think is going to happen, because oh, knowing what's going to happen in the next episode, he's going to, he's about to be on the verge of telling Danny. But then the battle's going to start. And then we'll just leave it at that. He's going to be so close to telling Danny the truth. Then the battle's going to start. And they're going to have to put a pin in it. So you think that... He's going to try... Do you think he will tell Danny? Yes. I think he's going to try to tell her next episode. The battle's going to start. Then they're going to get distracted. But for a good reason... And they're going to have to put a pin in it for the next episode after that, where they're at Dragonstone. John reveals the truth to it. It's like, hey, on top of us losing Winterfell, we're also related and we're, we also might be at odds against each other. Uh, how do you think John and Danny are going to take the news? Do you think John's going to use this as like, nope, I'm the king? Like, no, you think he's- no, that's not him. John's going to say, I don't want that throne at all. He doesn't want how, it. John doesn't want that. And how do you think Danny's going to take it? Do you think she's going to, you know, think of him as someone who's trying to take her throne? She's not going to take it well. She This might ruin their relationship. I agree with you there. I, I definitely think that it, that might be the shocker that the producers are talking about. I think John and Danny are going to go at you know their relationship's gonna crumble i think john is gonna kill danny and i seriously still believe that based off the azor high theory if you don't know what i'm talking about please look at yeah, it the because, yeah i'm not i'm not gonna get into that right now because that is a whole other rabbit hole of game of thrones lore uh but yes i definitely think that john will be the one to kill danny and i think that is gonna be what the producers are referring so. to when they talk about something more shocking than the red wedding so you think that Longclaw will turn into Lightbringer? Definitely. I mean, they both start with L. Yeah, and Danny doesn't have a sword. No, nope. how is she going to defend herself? Anyways, oh, <laughs> man, really, we're getting oh, oh, uh, we're, we're getting we're getting way well, not too off topic, but still. From John and Sam's meeting, we move forward to. My favorite scene in the episode, personally, because it got my heart thumping. But the we most jump... excited part of the episode, in my opinion. Exactly, exactly. We jump over to Last Hearth, the home of the Umber family, which was, you know, in the previous small council meeting in Winterfell, we saw Lord Ned Umber asking for more horses and horses and carts to get his people out of Last Hearth. So. What we see is what looks like a chamber room, some sort of, you know, room where the lords, obviously, they have the the banners hanging and everything. And the thing that stood out to me the most was obviously we see blood everywhere. And what do we not see? Blake, did you notice that? We see blood. We see blood everywhere. But what's one thing we don't see? The bodies. Yeah, the bodies. We don't see any fucking bodies. What's up, so, one? <laughs> mm, 
Yeah. Yep. That uh, little the net umber. But yeah, that we don't. See, that was the one thing that stood out to me right away was there's all this blood everywhere. This gruesome battle obviously took place in spots where it looked like carcasses that was laid. A battle that was a massacre. That was a. But you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. There's bodies laying everywhere. More, more people for the army of the dead. And that was something that I really. That was my favorite scene of the movie because right shortly after that we obviously see Beric and Tormund, you know, going through the halls. Very <laughs> skeptical of every step they take. Very wisely, might you add. <clears throat> yeah, I was like, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, it's very dark in there. And I was like, bring the lightsaber out, and then it happened. And then they're walking down, and they run into a, a very friendly face. I love Dolores Ed. Fuck! I literally wrote down in my notes, "fucking Ed," because god damn it, he pissed me off. Like I was really expecting a showdown with the dead, and then it's just fucking Ed. And it's then, good to see him alive, though. Surviving yeah, members well. of the Night's Watch. <laughs> no, Dolores Ed. Like, come on, get out, get out of here, wow, get out of here. Dude. But anyways, I was like, I was like, man, I go through this episode. I was like, I guess I don't need this death pool at all. But then uh, Torment's just standing in front of that dead body, and then we see the eyes light up and looking straight at him. I was like, oh, turn around, turn around, turn around, turn around, turn around, turn around. Right, <laughs> right. No, that was insane. Seeing, you know, obviously the Night King left that uh, Lord Ned Umber. What was he? Fifteen years old? You know, not even that. Less you know, that, yeah, little kid. Just strung up on the wall with that spiral of uh, body parts. That spiral insignia we've seen from the White Walkers since Many the times. pilot yeah. episode. The pilot yeah. episode. That was their kind of That's their. That's amazing that we saw that. Part. First time we saw that was like one of the first scenes. Exactly. Ever in Game of Thrones. For them to call back to that was. I really enjoyed that because, like I've told you before, and I've said on this podcast before, the introducing the the very opening scene with the White Walkers slaughtering the members of the Night's Watch was what captivated me into this show. Then the White Walkers is what the, the always have been the one thing that I knew this was going to be the end game of the series because you know they were this mythical thing oh, that, that nobody even believed. It, none of this political shit even mattered exactly because half of these people didn't even believe in White Walkers until now. And they oh, should have. Yeah. That was crazy, you know. I was, anyways. But yeah, when they uh, little Ned Umber came alive, that was, you know, terrifying. that was pretty. That was pretty terrifying. And like the way he screeched, I was really expecting like more whites to flood in. Like the way he was screaming like that, I was the expecting. Way I him. saw it was that I think he knew that Barrick was gonna light it on fire because it was just it seemed way too organized the way it lit on fire, right? Oh, with the spiral lighting on fire as well? Yeah, it just seemed like it was too planned. Like It was just too perfect, the way that that shit caught on fire. The, the Night King knew that Lord Ember was going to get burned like burned alive right there, so he just left and was like, we're just going to send a message. And then it burned in like a perfect like sigil. Uh, I could see that, but I mean, they also left, like we were just talking about on the pilot episode, they left that exact same insignia with body parts. Yeah, it was a message. That thing was just a message. I definitely think it's a message that, you know, winter is here, and they're not taking any prisoners. So do you think they're going to be able to get to Winterfell? Who? That group. Well, obviously, we've seen in the the preview for the next episode, we've seen Tormund telling Jon... Oh, yeah, right. oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That yeah, was... so. 
No, you're good. You're good because uh, you know obviously the only scene after that uh, the Umber scene that was really noteworthy before the episode ended was Jamie riding up into Winterfell. And to be honest <laughs> with you, I I for whatever reason I thought it was going to be Benjamin Stark showing back up. It was oh, kind of foolish. Yeah, he's gone. That was that was ridiculous of me to think that. But just the way he was kind of you know straddling into. Winterfell. Well, I was scared at first. I was scared at first because I was like, "Is this like them sending sort of a white troop to infect people?" But as soon as like he got off the horse and grunted, I was like, "Oh shit, that's Jamie. This is gonna be awesome." Yeah. So that was that. I didn't expect that either. Like I didn't expect him to. I I mean, I should have. We should have been paying attention because you know the. Yeah, that's something they always set up for in the recaps before the episode begins, and they obviously showed Jamie writing off. So that's something we always have to look forward to, and that's something you always need to keep your eyes out for in the recaps. Yeah, too, I guess just that before. that we weren't, we we didn't expect it to happen that soon. Exactly, just like I didn't, you know, as we were watching the episode, my fiance Chandler and I were discussing, like, you know, when is Sam gonna tell John? You know, how long is he going to be before Sam tells John about his real heritage? We did not expect that to happen in the first episode. I, I did not expect John to hear, learn about his lineage in the first episode. But we should have, uh, I guess we forgot about the episode, the number of episodes of season. They have to change the pace for this season. Oh, oh yeah, no, I, I've been, you know, that's why I expected that there was going to be some, you know, noteworthy deaths, at least because, I, you know, I know there's only going to be six episodes. But I guess we should just dive into the preview for the next episode then. Yeah, man. Okay, so, you know, before I'll start off first, Jamie and Danny, dude, I did not. That is the last thing I would think about. That was the last thing I would think about was That's, you know, it's, Jamie killed yeah. her dad. I Jamie know that. Mad King. I did not. I I know that too. I mean, obviously, that's where he got his name, the Kingslayer, from. No, I I say I know that. Dan, Danny didn't wasn't really too fond of her father, but she still values family, so she's not going to be a fan of Jamie at all. Jamie walked into King. Uh, I mean, Jamie walked into Winterfell with Bran smirking at him. Hopefully, Bran helps him out a little bit when it comes to this trial of some sort in the Keep of Winterfell. You think that's what's going on? You think there's a trial? You think that was that was that's what that was? I think it was. Mm. She can do whatever she wants. She's the queen. Well, yeah, she can, but I don't think of it like that. But that's a great point. And it's like, <laughs> if the queen does decide to execute Jamie, she Jamie's not gonna have any supporters there. No, 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 because I uh, know. I mean, think about how Tyrion got treated when he mentioned that the Lannister army was coming north. Like, yeah, Jamie so. showing up, the Kingslayer, like, oh, dude, how many Northmen would jump at the chance to kill him? Yep, they're all like, <laughs> their mouths are watering over their blades. They want to put that around Jamie's neck and kill him. They all hate him. Oh, my God, man. And, like, I, that's the last thing I expected when Brand mentioned earlier he was waiting for an old friend. That was the last thing I expected. Like in my back of my mind, I was like, "Oh fuck, Hordor is about to show up as like a white bro." Because I'm still expecting that. I'm still expecting Hordor to show up as a white at some point in the series. Like, but yeah, I guess he was waiting for a Jamie. But <laughs> that, that's crazy. That that's that's pretty funny and scary for a Jamie to like walk in and see Brand and. No, he doesn't even has no idea about Bran. He doesn't know what 
Brad is capable of at all. Nope, Brad's just sitting in his wheelchair, smiling. He's like, hey, you remember me? I've been busy. (laughs) What's up, buddy? Right? (laughs) Jesus. But going into the battle, so it's going to be Jamie's, I think it's going to be a trial for Jamie, and then the battle, the battle's not going to end well. That's all I got to say. Man. Ah, <laughs> shoot, dude! This next there's, episode there's, is going to be insane. There's really not not much we can speculate about the battle. No, there's nothing because it doesn't show anything besides the fact that you know, obviously, Tormund and Beric and the rest of them show up at Winterfell, which doesn't make much sense because you know, obviously, they're at Last Hearth, and they even specify that the the army of the dead is between them and Winterfell. So the only thing that makes sense to me is that the Night King is actually not making a direct line. Or the Night King just let it happen. uh, Somehow the Night King knows exactly where each village and town is. And he's going through and not not just, you know, moving south, but moving to each people. Exactly. Moving to each town and village one by one and getting more and more army more and more soldiers for his army. I got you, man. Yeah, understandable. So that's the that's the, I mean to me that's the only way it makes sense that they were able to make it to Winterfell before the Army of the Dead. Yeah, that just the Night King let it happen. That's very true. You know, he's obviously there's there's obviously the fan theory that he let Danny show up with the dragons to rescue. That's why he waited for you know to attack John and the rest of them in that. Season seven, episode six. Who knows, man? Who knows? I know this show. This show was insane. I am so glad after two years it is back on. Uh, and then now we, we have to wait just another week. <laughs> just another week, man. I'm so glad it is back. This is going to be a big part of the podcast for the next six weeks. And get used to it. <laughs> get used to it, because we're yeah, just going to be talking about a lot of Game of Thrones. Well, no, I'm super excited. We're going to talk about a lot of Game of Thrones. We're going to have our Game of Thrones episodes out. And then we're, I think we're finally kicking up our momentum and getting more episodes out, too. We're going to have another Civilian 6 episode coming soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. a, a very exciting trivia episode as well. Oh, my God. I'm excited for the trivia episode. That's going to be that's going to be epic. I'm excited for that one. That's yeah, going to be so much fun. It was extremely close. And I guess that gives testament to us that it was that close of a fight. Don't talk about it. <laughs> I can say that it was a close fight. I can it say was that. A great, it was a great battle, and uh, you'll just have to listen to find out more. Awesome. Yep. All right, Blake. Well, uh, before we go, I want to thank you, and I want to let everyone know again, you can find us on the Nation of Nerds podcast network as well as comicbooklegion.com where you can read many awesome reviews by many of our fellow nerds as well as check out some other great awesome podcasts. Yes, sir. Valadojadas. Uh, and Blake, I will see you next week. You have a great week. Everyone, take care, and thank you for listening to the Nerd Grounds Podcast. Bye! Bye.